All right. Good morning. And welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, but big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, Into Action. We're on page 85, the second paragraph. Much has already been said about receiving strength, and we're ending with but must go further, and that means more action. We're just reading that paragraph. Today's readers are, for the steps, we have Sue L., Traditions, Joe P., the first reader is Katie G., page 164 is Tenzin P., our newcomer readers, Leslie M., and the second hour host is Ann A., the OA preamble. Oh, the reference numbers. Gotta go back. Reference numbers. So yesterday's reference numbers. Thursday, June 8, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,335-20335. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is uh 20,336. 20336. All right, the OA preamble. Well, Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We will we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in a practice of 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. So I will now ask Sue L to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Russ. Good morning, everybody. Sue L, Texas Compulsive Overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message 
to other overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I'll pass. Thanks. Next up is Jill P. with the traditions. Good morning, everyone. Jill P. from New Jersey with the traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks, Jill. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement require, requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in, um, into action, page 85, the second paragraph. Much has already been said about uh, receiving strength, uh, ending with, but, but we must go further, and that means more action. And I've asked Katie G to start us off with her reading. Hey, Russ, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, and I am recovered from compulsive eating in Boston. <clears throat> Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun 
to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. So my first AA sponsor taught me that um, there are five senses, right? Sight, touch, smell, taste, and hearing. But now we're talking about a vital, which is life-giving sixth sense. So like a God conscious, like an awareness that, you know, when I need to know the difference between my will and God's will, I just listen. Because my will sounds like a train wreck. My will sounds like, should I do this? Should I do that? Do they think this? Do they think that? Should I do this? Should I go there? Should I go there? Should I go there? God's will is like, go. You know, it's just this very quiet, like, you know, I have to pay attention to it. And what I, what I love about step 10 and 11 is the cyclical nature, right? So we're, we're on step 10, and, and I like to give examples. So the other day, um, my daughter is sick, right? And so she's come, came home from school. And then I find out the next day she may not get a back-to-school letter at all for the rest of the week. So I go into fear because I'm selfish. So even though I love my children and I want them around me all the time, I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I need, right? So they're not going to write me the letter saying Mira can go back to school. So I get into fear and I do the work. And then I get this message that's like, oh, okay, so I get to be a mom today. I get to do this. And I get back into this sixth sense, right, this God conscious where anything can happen and it doesn't matter. Or I get irritated, like um, I had major surgery and now I'm starting to move my body again. Husband and father have a lot of um, strong feedback for me on what that should look like. I find myself agitated, block from the flow of the God consciousness, right? I do the work. I then think, oh, aren't I blessed? I have two men in my life that really love me so much. What if I get off my high horse and listen, right? So I get back into the God consciousness. But for me, what I was taught is step 10 is the walking around step, right? So I get up, I, I um, do my 11-step work, but then I, in step 10, it's like, oh, I'm disturbed. Stop. God, discuss it with someone immediately. Amends. Help others, right? But now the book is going to teach me what to do with the rest of my day. What I love about this book, Alcoholics Anonymous, is it knows me really well. It knows me. It knows if you give me an inch, I will take 5,000 miles. And the best thing, one moment, please, the best thing about this book is that it babysits me. So it's about to tell me not just how to get back into the flow and stay in the flow when I'm playing with God's kids. I'll just wrap with this, Russ. But also how to live my life from night to morning, to midday, to night, to morning. So stay tuned. There's a lot of good stuff here on how to stay fit with God. And, of course, thanks be to God, stay abstinent and recovered for one day. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Katie. So now we're going to open up the line of sharing on this paragraph. And uh, although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared... uh, Yesterday or Wednesday, please step back without others to share, uh, and I'll let you know if I hear you. And if you could, one at a time, I know it's tough, uh, but who would like to share on this? Cheryl A. Melissa C. 
Rachel K. All right, one second. Cheryl, Melissa, Loretta, uh, Johan, and there was someone else after that. Rachel K. Rachel, 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 Rachel K. Johan. Uh, can we take a few more? Laurel B. Is that Laurel? Yes. Laurel B. Okay. Who else? All right, that's a pretty good list. We got Cheryl A, Melissa C, the Red M, Johan M, Rachel K, and Laurel B. Cheryl, Cheryl, you're up. Hi, this is Cheryl A, recovered compulsive overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Thank you, Russ and um, Katie, for your service this morning. Um, these two paragraphs from yesterday and today have been sitting inside of me, and I uh, there's things that are coming to me that are that are just more clear. So I think somebody asked yesterday something about how do we know when we're spiritually fit, which is uh, um, what has been ringing. And there, this paragraph today answers the question on some level, as did yesterday. So it says um, yesterday that what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Yesterday, the word jumped out at me, which is maintenance. It's not really about, do I feel like I'm in fit spiritual condition? It's not about my feelings because um, as someone on this line always says on a regular basis, I will never rise above the level of a human being. So as a human being, I'm going to have feelings that come up. I'm going to have situations. I'm going to have celebrations and, and, and sorrows and all kinds of things. And there's going to be stuff that comes up. And, but the maintenance, which is about the actions that I take every day, Am I doing what I need to do to maintain my spiritual condition? It doesn't say we, what we daily, what we have is a daily reprieve contingent on my feelings. It's contingent on my actions. And then I learned today that we, to some extent, not to the full extent, but to some extent, we become God conscious. Well, I want to get to that full extent because. That is like when we're rocketed into that fourth dimension and reborn, rebirth, all those amazing, powerful words that jump out all over the book. But here it tells us what we have to do. We must go further, and that means more action. So that word action jumps out to me again. What am I doing? Where are my hands? Where are my feet? It's not always about, yes, my feelings can be sometimes a barometer, of my spiritual fitness and sometimes and some when my feelings coincide with the next right action it's just joy but it doesn't always and a lot of times i need to do what i don't want to do and it tells me in these two paragraphs that it's all about the maintenance not my thinking what it's my doing and my doing often often leads to a much better head a much better set of feelings and a much more coherent heart and mind together. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and with that, I pass.
All right, there, Cheryl. Thanks a lot. Next up is Melissa C. followed by the Red Hand. Hey, good morning, Russ. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and um, I love I love this. You know, I I think about um, in my face to face meetings for years. There was this woman there I've known for a long, long time, and she, actually she's a nun. And she would one time she said something about her higher power, and she referred to God as Sid. And I, I looked at her, it just seemed like a crazy statement from someone that I, you know, viewed as, as very religious. And she said, yeah, it's right here, you know, strength, inspiration, and direction from him. And and I, so I just love that. I think about that idea, how accessible, you know, through these 12 steps that I have a relationship with strength, inspiration, and direction. It's like I have this direct line for, you know, to God. And, you know, I think like way back in step two, I was promised that the consciousness will come to me, that I will at some point get woken up to feel God's presence in my life. And step 11 is really where I feel it. And I mean, I, it's indescribable, you know, but I'm, of course I'm going to try that feeling of of the awareness of God in your life. And I mean, it can strike me in the most mundane places. I can feel it in the supermarket. You know, when I'm waiting online, I just have this feeling of God with me. And I didn't know that that's what I was longing for all my life, all my life when I was eating compulsively, trying to like fill, you know, they say it's the God size hole inside. I did not know that that's what I was doing. But um, through these 12 steps, I, I feel God inside me. And that, you know, the it says, like, and there's a solution. It talks about this idea that um, that God has entered our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And that, to me, is God consciousness, that I feel God inside my heart, you know, and when God lives inside your heart, I'm, I feel pretty full. I don't feel like eating. I don't want to use food the same way. Um, you know, but it also tells me I'm going to have to go further. And then it's going to describe what prayer and meditation should be like. And I know this is like coming up, but I love that it says that we're not shy on this matter of prayer. And, um, and thank God that I have like let go of of my preconceived notions of prayer and meditation because I further, I just want to have the God consciousness to feel God alive inside me today. And um, thanks for that. I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Next up is Loretta followed by Johan. Good morning, Russ. It's Loretta H. Uh, H. Um, Yes, sir. Uh, it, it's because I'm not from Philadelphia. Uh, in North Carolina, <laughs> recovered today, and I also um, see the flow of all these paragraphs together, 
And um, yesterday it talked about proper use of the will. And that's where I feel my God consciousness comes in is that proper, which is right or correct or accepted, that I'm accepting my, what I hear. And the first speaker talked about listening because the word um, hear has the word ear in it. So, um, you know, I have to always listen. I have one mouth for a reason and two ears for a reason. And in fact, the two ears actually make a heart when you put them together. So it, this God consciousness is what polishes my heart every day. And this morning I did my two-way prayer and it was on James 3 about the tongue. And what I wrote on that was um, that it's not, I was in a career that we actually got our butts tapped to make sure we had our girdles on. And um, and we had to look perfect. I mean, we were scrutinized every time we got on the airplane. It was in the old 60s. And um, But it, today it's not important for me to just look good, but to be good. And that's where the difference is today. And somebody on my morning meditation meeting always says, it's not perfection, it's connection. And I have to remember that because that is where the actions come from. What are God's will for me today? What are his actions? Not Loretta's actions, because my actions, of course, are about wanting to be the star of the show or the person in the coffin, the dead person. I either want to be the bride or the corpse. And I can't, you know, either one of them is not what God wants me to be, at least for today. And so I have to, um, as I shared yesterday on the spiritual fitness, I use page 83 through 88 every day as my action plan because this tells me exactly how to stay spiritually fit because at the end when we've, we've gone um, we are undisciplined, so we let God in a simple way. We have just outlined this textbook, and we do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. What a blessing and what a miracle for a wretch like me who is the whirling dervish and the top and the perfectionist and the piece of doo-doo on the ground. Today, I can be who God wants me to be. And it says on 158, in finding God, I get to find myself. And with that, I pass. Miracles can happen. Thank you. Thanks, Loretta. Before Johan comes on, I just want to let you know where we're at. If you hopped on a little later, we're on page 85, the second paragraph. Much has already been said about receiving strength. And then we're ending that paragraph. But we must go further, and that means more action. Just that paragraph. So, Johan, you're up. Hey, good morning. Hey, Ross. Thank you so much for service. Thanks, everybody. And uh, my name is Johan N. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. Really, really happy to be here. And uh, what a great paragraph as well. First, the chapter is called Into Action, and now it says more action. It never stops. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. Uh, I have a progressive disease, so I need to have a progressive program as well. 
But with that, you know, recovery is also progressive. It uh, just gets better and better for every day. For every day that I do this, I need to do it every day, one day at a time. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's the thing. Uh, if I rest up, I'm in uh, trouble, which I have been. Uh, and uh, yeah, September 11 and 12 is, is really where it's at. Uh, and uh, I mean, the, the steps is just a beautiful way to get me unblocked. So I can have a relationship with my higher power, with God. And step 10, 11, and 12 is the steps that, you know, keep me unblocked. It's the steps that I need to take and need to do every day uh, in order to uh, to keep having a relationship with God. This is not a self-help program. It's not. Uh, I try to say to, to help myself all my life, you know. And uh, there was not uh, various results. There, there was no results. <laughs> so, but when I when I came here, took a sponsor, worked through the steps, and keep working the steps every day to the best of my ability, you know, and 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 uh, and got recovered. Uh, he started working, and that's because this is a God. Uh, this is a God help program. It's a God help program. So, really nice to be here today. Uh, really nice to hear all. Of for all of your voices, uh, beautiful shares, and uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Johan. Next up is Rachel K. followed by Laurel B. Thanks. Hi, this is Rachel K. Uh, from Indiana, and um, what a great passage. And um, this is already beautifully touched on by our reader, but the 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 way God talks to me, I had a sponsee who uh, told me that God speaks to him in short declarative sentences. When, when it's me, when it's my brain, it's, you know, it's the hamster on the wheel. Should I do this? Should I do that? Well, if I do that, then they might think that. And then, but if I, if I do that, then I won't do that. And, and God does not talk to me that way, you know, short declarative sentences. Stop, you know, call her, don't text, <laughs> things like that, you know, just clear directions. And, um, and I noticed that this passage says, if we have carefully followed directions, so I'm not going to get this God consciousness, or I'm not going to start to get this God consciousness. If I try to do this my own way, you know, I have to carefully follow directions that are laid out in this book. Um, and I, I've also, you know, dis describe it as, well, how do I know when it's God and how do I know when it's me? You know, I could give you uh, a three volume set uh, written by Lance Armstrong on how to ride a bicycle and you could read it all and then get on a bike and not know how to ride a bike. But for any of you who know how to ride a bike, you know what it feels like when, you know, or when you learn when it was like, oh, okay, it's just a feeling. It's a feeling. Oh, okay, I, I know. It's, for me, at least, it's a, you know, short sentences, sentences. It's a feeling in my gut. It's a body feeling of, no, you know, this is the right thing. That, that's my will. This is, this is how I move forward. And sometimes it's not that clear. And you know what? That's, 
you know, that's why pencils have erasers. I make mistakes. I don't always, you know, do this. You know, it's spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. But the more I work this program, the more I work 10, 11, and 12, the more that God consciousness grows. You know, that's why these are these are the growth steps, not the maintenance steps, because um, I have to keep growing um, because that, you know, that muscle, that God um, consciousness muscle can always be strengthened. So anyway, have a great weekend, everybody, and I pass. All right there, Rachel. Thank you. Next up is Laurel B, and then we'll take another list. Hi, um, Russ. Thank you for your service. My name is Laurel B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago, Illinois. As a compulsive overeater, I have to be careful of this vital sixth sense. If you're an addict like me, more often than not, my subconscious desire will convince myself that this or that is God's will. So rather than pinpointing any particular thing as God's will, I just try and stick to the basics. My first go-to is to be of service. And in this service, I hope to find strength, inspiration, and direction. Thank you for listening. With that, I pass. Hi, Laurel. Thank you. So we're on page 85. Like, I can't remember this. Page 85, second paragraph, much has already been said about receiving strength, and we're ending with, but we must go further, and that means more action. So we're reading that paragraph, and if you shared in the past couple days, please step back with others to share. And who would like to share on this? K.S. or C. Larry Larry K. Barbara E. from New Jersey. Jennifer C. Okay. okay, one second. So we got Kay, Larry, Jennifer, uh, Barbara, uh, Jennifer, C, Barbara. Who else? Barb W, Illinois. Barb W? Yes. What time is it here? So. Two more I think we could take. Margaret D, Georgia. All right, Margaret. Anna M, Boston. Okay, that's going to be it. Anna M. All right. So first up is KS. Star 1K. Good morning. Hey, Russ. Thanks for your service. This is KS, Recovered Compulsive Reader in North Carolina. Oh, this paragraph is incredible. Um, And it's going right along with with where I am working in my program um, lately about higher power and thinking about and really not even just thinking, but trying to sense what is a higher power for me. And this means sort of letting a lot of old things go, a lot of, a lot of old concepts and notions go um, because they get in the way. Um, 
the vital sixth sense, um, the word vital, I'm told, means life-giving. Um, so a sense, a sixth sense, isn't thought, it isn't feeling, it isn't planning, or um, it's just something deeper than that. And that's something that is new for me. When I stay in daily conscious contact with a higher power, which I actually have trouble with the God word sometimes because I feel like there's a lot of maligning of that word. And, and so I use, sometimes I use it, but, um, but when I stay in conscious contact, one of the things that I become aware of is the fact that there's no place I can go or be that that higher power isn't. In other words, it's everywhere. And, and that's, that means inside of me outside of me, inside other people, in nature, in, you know, the, all the pictures that the, that the Hubble um, camera took years ago that are just incomprehensible. All of that is part of this um, uh, activating force that's, that's in everything. So I just, little by little, am learning to let go of my notions of what I think a higher power is. And what happened, what's happening is that it just shows up. It shows up in ways that I never have experienced. Like there are times when, <laughs> when I'll just be in the middle of some random thing, a conversation with somebody, or I'll have a thought, and this like laughter will just kind of bubble up. It's, it it kind of reminds me of like a carbonated, like a seltzer or something that the pressure's built up and you take the lid off and the stuff just kind of bubbles out. That's what it feels like. And I realized in the moment, where did that come, where did that come from? And it's joy. It's joy. Um, because I am designed, we are designed to be in conscious contact. And, and like someone said earlier about on page 55, it says we have found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. That's, that's profound. That's not just something that's out in the universe. Deep down within us. And that's, I've also heard um, God described as being closer than my own breath. God. Oh, thanks. Um, anyway, it's a great paragraph. Um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Kay. Next up is Larry, followed by Jennifer C. That's Larry Kay. Sorry. Hi, Star one, Larry. All right, Larry. Let's try it again. You know, let's jump to Jennifer, and then we'll we'll go right back to Larry after. All right, Hi, Jennifer, this is you're Jennifer. Off. Hi, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, great. Jennifer C., Ohio. Um, grateful to be here. Um, I'm, on, I'm a teacher, so I'm one of the gangs that listen to y'all recorded all year, school year long, so grateful to claim my place here today. Um, yes, I just said I was a teacher, but something y'all taught me was that um, look at a word, define it, and something as simple as the word flow. Like, I know what flow means. But when I look flow up, it's easy, no resistance. It's to go from one place to another in a steady, continuous stream, uninterrupted. 
And um, a couple paragraphs before we read about cease fighting anyone or any um, anything or anyone. Um, and just knowing that when I'm in my own will, I'm in that fighting will. Um, my husband often refers to me as a fighting Kentuckian. I live in Ohio, but I'm from Kentucky. Um, so it's just being with God and trusting his will and connecting with him each day. I can picture myself as that steady stream flowing. Hey, there's a rock in my way. There's something that's going to make me uncomfortable. Well, what does a stream do? It flows around it. It doesn't stop and argue with the rock. Why are you in my way? It goes with it. And um, there are things in my life that I want to argue with and complain about, but God is there to say, go around it or follow my will. This is my path, and this is my path for you to be the person I need you to be, want you to be, envision you to be. And it's a much better place than where my will is taking me, which is the the path of fighting and resisting. And um, so I just wanted to say thank you to Vision to helping me to look at some of the simple words that I think I know. And when I look at something so simple as the word flow, I get this lovely picture of this, this beautiful stream flowing and being in God's will. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jennifer. So now we're going to put an APB out for Larry Kay. Larry, you're up. Russ, I'm running from the police here. <laughs> They're chasing me. Um, thanks so much. Uh, I'm Larry Kay, and recovered compulsory reader from overeater from Chicago. Um, you know, when I read this this paragraph, it, it, it reminds me of an analogy for you know building a relationship with God through action. It's like building a fire. You know, at first, it, it takes a lot of effort to you know to gather the kindling you know, to arrange the logs, light the match, all that stuff. See, I want the warmth of the fire. I love how the fire looks. I just don't want to do it myself. But here's the thing. Once the fire starts to take hold, over time I have found that it becomes easier to maintain and keep it burning. And so in a similar way, we're taking small actions through these steps, through all the the tools, the handrails as well, to support working the steps, right? We're taking that. That's our kindling. It's going to, and, and, you know, um, over time, these actions can kindle a spiritual spark in someone, and then you become kindling for somebody else. Now, it's hard to find kindling wood up in Philly, but I, I, I can see, you know, I watch Russ and what he does, and he, 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 he gathers, gathers his kindling wood like me imperfectly, and we fall and we trip. I mean, there's not much in Chicago or Philly, but you got to go out of ways. But here's the thing. I need to take these actions. What is my kindling today? What's it going to be today? When I put the food down, that's some good kindling wood. Don't compare it to someone else, Larry. When I make phone calls and use the tools to support working the program, showing up to this meeting to learn about this beautiful book, yes, that's some good kindling. It doesn't look perfect, but it's good kindling wood. And eventually it starts to take hold. What is my kindling going to be today to maintain this fire? Because eventually God will do for me what I couldn't do for myself and the fire will glow bright, and then I could be that kindling for someone else. I could warm someone else's heart. And my kindling with compassion, love, tolerance, acceptance, or judgment, dripping with judgment, and, 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 and taking issue with others. No, not today. With that, I pass. Thanks. 
Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, next up is Barbara E, followed by Barb W. Good morning, Russ. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for your elegant informational shares. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey, a volume-compulsive overeater and a volume-compulsive person. Well, first I had to learn to uh, relax and just take it easy and not tell my higher power, which I choose to call God or higher power, how big my problems are. Tell myself how big my higher power or God is. And when I struggle, and sometimes I do, I learn that they're just opportunities for growth. And if I slip and say something unkind or eat something perhaps that I know I shouldn't, I don't think of it as a detour, just, I'm sorry, as a dead end, just a detour. And emotions do come up for me. So I have to say, how can I say this and how can I say it kindly? And what do I have to do to stop judging others and try to think it's my way or the highway? Well, that's when I need to access this God, this higher power, to help me to change my tactics, my spiritual blockers, to get control so that I bring my best ideal relationship to the table. Not fixing or nagging or asking someone to do something and expecting to do them to do it right now with the urgency that I have. So if I'm faced with a plate of doo-doo, well, congratulations, Barbara E., it's yours. That egomaniac, egomaniac with an inferiority complex, that's me all over. So I had to stay right in the middle, not think I'm better than you, not think I'm worse, not think I'm a piece of turd. Just know that I am one of you and you are me. For me today, our resentments are the dark room where I develop my negatives. But the feelings that I have can't consume me. I have to know that some days will be diamonds, some days will be stones. But I have to go right through it with my, the help of this God. And I've learned to, to say, and I believe, that the first three steps get me right with God and the rest clear up the blockage. Steps 10 and 11 is the day that God made. Vertical is making me right with my family, and God is the word we use because he or it or she wants to remain anonymous. So every time I pray and pause, I wake up and I think I'm hearing a small whisper say, let me help you. I'll show you, thank you, I'll show you a better way. Thank you again, Russ. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Next up is Barb W. Followed Thanks, by Margaret D. Okay. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Barb. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Barb W. Recovered gratefully in Illinois. And the word from yesterday, maintenance, comes into play this day for me, <clears throat> also with this paragraph of today. But in maintaining my house, it's not 
changing the wallpaper. It's not painting a wall. The maintenance is things unseen, things, you know, you got to get under underneath the crawl space and check for wasps' nests or tuck pointing a chimney. You might not notice, and but then when it collapses, you certainly notice. It's the unseen, just things that have to go on to keep the main structure going and the, the, the house functional. And today, receiving, the ING, receiving, it's ongoing, strength, inspiration, and direction. We have begun to sense. It's not once and done. We've begun to sense. Oh, and then here I am thinking, my old thinking was, well, I've got to get it all right. I've got to know it all. It's got to be all signed, sealed, and delivered and complete. And that's not what it says. It's ongoing. I can't, it won't be complete before moving on and ongoing flow. Love that word, flow, moving, changing. It's not the Dead Sea. It's not evaporating into a salt bed. It's flowing. It's got a source. It's got a destination of which I can't see. And to some extent, we've become, become. It doesn't say we've all, we just have arrived and now we pack this in, but it's ongoing. Like I say, I'm being redundant. Um, but I didn't like, in my life historically, I didn't like being a beginner. I wanted to know everything before beginning. And that doesn't set me up for learning at all or growing. And another word for it would be know-it-all. And that's just not possible. And and especially not here. I'm And I'm not alone in this process. I love this paragraph that it's, we've begun. And yet, here we go. Curd <laughs> up your loins. Here we go. <laughs> Get ready for action. Um, I may not know. I heard this yesterday. It was so uh, so right on for me. I may not know what God's will is, but I but I can take the next right action. And we've begun to develop this vital, vital, vital blood pressure <laughs> things mandatory for life, things ongoing for life. That's just what comes to my mind. Thank you, everybody on on the line doing service. Thanks everybody for your wonderful shares. I'll pass. Thanks, Barb. Next up is <clears throat> sorry. Next up is Margaret D. Followed by Anna M. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Um, my name is Margaret and D. Um, from Georgia, and um, I'm so grateful to be recovered re- re- and definitely recovered only through God's grace and mercy. This, I think, is one of the hardest parts. Um, of working for me, it was one of the, or it still can be, it still is sometimes one of the hardest parts to share with people because God is so personal, and I just kind of feel like if I share my experience, it just comes across as very trite or. You know, it doesn't mean anything. And a part, I guess maybe it is the ego that says I have to be convincing and I have to be, um, you know, I have to, I have to be instructive. I I have to be more than, more than what I can be generally. I have a hard time finishing sentences in case you have never noticed. But at any rate, so to try to, share an experience with other people about something that is so personal and so um, 
I, I guess the word is just personal, is really hard to do, you know, the, the fullness of it. But so with all that in mind, what I wanted to share was this experience that I had um, about doing the 11th step one morning and I was doing two-way prayer um, at the end of this, the 11th steps, there's a the sentence says, faith without works is dead. And what God responded to me with was, but faith with works is conscious contact. And once that conscious contact is there, I just feel complete. And nothing is a very, nothing is strained. Um, what is that thing about there's no, um, it's not difficult to do God's will. It's when we start doing our will that everything gets difficult and sort of like the Tower of Babel. Um, I think I'm not very clear this morning, but really basically what I wanted to share was that this this experience of being directed by the God of my understanding, who I really don't understand, um, is so experiential. And then it's so hard to say to somebody, this is, you know, what it is because it's only good for me. Um, and I guess with that, I pass. Thanks, Russ, for all your service. Thanks, Margaret. Next up is Anna M. And we'll see if we got time-wise after this. Hi, um, I'm Anna M. from Boston, a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you so much for this meeting and your service and all the shares. Um, it's been so awesome to listen. Um, but, yeah, this kind of made me think of a group that I was in a little while back where the woman leading the group described us as, you know, because I, I was struggling with the idea of not having power and she said, you know, I want you to think of yourself as if you were like a phone or, um, you know, something that needed to be plugged in, basically. And the outlet is your higher power. And you need that in order to, to you know, work optimally, basically. And I don't know, I, I have been struggling to have that feeling that there is something greater than me, even though logically I can, uh, I guess logically I can't really, but I have been just struggling with that. But I love this idea of action and maintenance and just, you know, I, I met this amazing woman who said that she, she could not believe for so long that there was something bigger than her. And, but every night she would get down on her knees and just pray, um, and then one day something kind of clicked. So I think I, I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, I'll get the feeling, step one, and then I'll do the action, step two. And this is a really good reminder that, no, that's, that's out of order. You know, you got to do the actions. And then sometimes the feeling comes, right? And, and sometimes it doesn't come when you're expecting it, but you still have to try and pull it in. So anyhow, thank you. Um, and with that, I pass. All right, and I think we have time for one more share. Let me look at this. Yeah, we got time for one more share. 
Christine S. All right, Christine, it's up to you. Go ahead. Okay, thank you for letting me share. It's the first time I've shared on this meeting after listening for two years, and I'm very nervous. But um, I've been thinking about what is my higher power, and I am learning that to be in fit spiritual connection is not about in the doing for maintenance, but in the quieting to realize that peace and stillness and presence is already there. It's a remembering of my beautiful natural self, which is made in the image of God. And meditation helps to facilitate that connection and allow me to be free of self-seeking. And thanks for letting me share. Christine, what state are you from? Oh, I'm from Nebraska. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Boss? Two-minute share. We got someone for two-minute share. Ross? Yes, we have someone. Yep, we have somebody to take a two-minute share. I just, I just want to record that the recorded line when you, when you press pound, it hangs up on you. I don't know if you can tell somebody uh, to tell us. Uh, there's, uh, well, I appreciate it. Uh, we got, we have time for one more share. Thanks, Pedro. You uh, want like a two minute, two minute share if anybody wants it. Hi, this is Susan. All right, go ahead, Susan. Susan from Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, I was always a, uh, I didn't know, but I was like a whirlwind of self-will, <clears throat> and um, through uh, listening to the meetings and uh, going through the steps in another program, um, connecting more with my higher power, and, and the first thing when I wake up in the morning you know, I could have 10 plans in my mind rearing to go. And I say, okay, higher power, where do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be? Um, what do you want me to do? And um, give me the wisdom, the strength, and the courage, whatever it is that that I am meant to do. And so, and then I just wait and I go about, you know, like making my breakfast and then things will come up, you know, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but I, it, it allows me to slow down to listen. And sometimes it'll just be like, I'm sitting at my computer, but all of a sudden like, I'll want to do something else. I'm like, why am I de- being distracted? Well, maybe I left the uh, stove on in the, ge- you know, the uh, stove on in the kitchen. And then I go and turn that off. So I feel like, uh, you know, that's uh, my intuition, higher power. And um, I notice how it works for me. Um, and sometimes I have a challenge to, like, slow down because oh. you know, I, have, thanks, I have a lot of plans that I want to do that are fun and, and uh, for my work. So thanks. Thanks, Susan. You're going to be our last share. We thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following this closing. So today's share ID, Friday, June 9th, 2023, is 20,338. 
That's 20338. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Tens and P please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. What a beautiful meeting. Uh, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you very much.